0: Welcome listeners. This is episode number 10 of the Cornerstones podcast. We have finally reached double digits. I know there are a lot of doubters out there like Mark Susser who didn't think we'd make it this far, but alas, we are here and I am very happy to introduce the lovely Upper East Side couple, Mark and Lauren Susser to the podcast. Welcome you two.
1: Thank you for having us, Parker. We're happy to be here.
0: You guys excited?
2: Yeah,
1: we are technically though we are no longer in the upper East side. We're we're now uh, members of the middle uh, midtown east elite. Uh, although, Oh, sorry, not
0: either but wow, sure the- upgrading. <laughs> next thing you know, but- next <laughs> thing you know, you'll be back in Murray Hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, well, awesome! Thanks for thanks for joining. I'm very excited to talk to you too. Um, this is the first podcast I've done with a former coworker. So this is very exciting.
1: Wow, really? There's a, there's, a, there's a lot of love stories that came out of WeWork.
0: So, a lot uh, of love stories, yeah.
1: yeah. So you should probably go through your Rolodex soon.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is just one of many. Um, yeah. So I met Mark back in 2017. Is that, right? is that how you came to WeWork? Yep. That's right. Um, July 17. Um, He is a mutual friend, another guy named Adam Sanders. I, I believe Sanders brought you to WeWork. Um yeah. The last thing we needed was another Maryland guy because there was already 35 of them on our team. Of course, the Maryland Mafia was headed by Chelsea Hammer. Um, But uh, nonetheless, when Mark joined, uh, he and I became fast friends. He's very likable, very engaging. He's really good at his job. I learned a lot from him personally and professionally. Um, Obviously, the top of my list is his obsession with Drake, which really us yeah, together, like yeah, really, really created a nice bond between us. Go check out Drake Flame on Spotify if you're interested. Um, I
2: it.
0: huh? I highly encourage it, I highly encourage a lot of followers. Um, the only thing that he's deficient in is probably his style. Um, he tends to wear a lot of old navy, new balance, gap stuff like that, but he is a father, so it's not a brand for him now. But I now I get a pass and <laughs> now you get a pass so um but anyways yeah became good friends with mark subsequently met lauren through mark i think lauren we might have met at either we work event maybe like a holiday party happy hour um did you come to any of those i think it was one of those yeah
3: i remember going to a basement one night
1: yeah it was the, it was the one that we went to in the i think it was the lower east side and i i swear to you like no joke it, it's a very vivid memory for me Lauren had just been out with like some of her friends from her sorority and she walked downstairs and it was like our group, like in the back. And I I actually think that it was fairly empty besides our group, but we had, you know, 30, 40 people there. Mm -hmm. um, And she asked me if I worked for a cult, like. (laughs) Very, very blunt <laughs> Uh and uh
3: I was blown away. That's what you guys are doing on a Saturday night.
2: Yep, hanging <laughs> out
1: like in the coworkers. That,
3: that was that was night. I think
1: it
0: was kind regards. I think we we're in
1: kind regards. I think that is right. It was right across from the uh it was on like Ludlow Street.
0: There's like a disco ball. Yes. Chadi was just walking around just aimlessly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of many um PC sponsored events. Um, shout yeah. out to AG. Can't believe they paid for that. I know, I know. It's awesome. I'm not surprised to see where they are now. But anyways, so Mark and I met at WeWork about five years ago and became friends. I went to their wedding, which was awesome. We'll get into those details later. Definitely one of the best weddings I've been to. Um, and here we are. So before I hand it over to Mark and Lauren, I'm going to give a quick synopsis of Cornerstones. So Cornerstones is a space where couples like Mark and Lauren can come together and shared the story of how they built their relationship. So how they met, how their love formed, what attracted to each other, big decisions they made, and just the entire journey um, of their love relationship. The whole premise is that we're all blessed to be a blessing and that through the stories of these successful relationships, we can inspire others, we can help others, people can learn from us. Um, And by us, I mean Mark and Lauren, not for me. (laughs) But yeah, I just thought it was a, a great idea to bring Mark and Lauren on to the podcast. They met years ago, probably one of the, the uh, oldest couples I've had on the show. So very excited to hear their story and to learn a lot. So, um, Lauren, why don't we start with you? Can you just give a brief bio of who you are? You know where you're from, where you work. Just anything relevant.
3: Sure. So um, I'm from Virginia Beach, Virginia. I went to the University of Maryland and then made it up to New York right after graduation, so uh, almost nine years ago. Um, I'm 31. As we said, we now live in Midtown East. Um, I do event planning for an investment bank, so I'm, of course, being in Midtown about five minutes from my office, which is great. Um, And yeah, that's a little bit about myself.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Mark? Uh, I'm Mark uh born and raised in new jersey uh two of my family members my mother and my sister went to university of maryland and i've been a diehard terrapin fan my whole life so i also went to the university of maryland where lauren and i met um from there i moved home for a brief stint uh, after college in this don't know what i want to do when i grew up phase and shortly moved to the city in march of 2013 i believe and been here ever since uh currently i'm on the sales team at a software company called Airtable, and been here for just about nine months.
0: Great, great. Thank you both for for sharing that. So you mentioned, Mark, that you met Lauren at Maryland. So can you tell us a story of how you two met?
1: Yeah. Well, interestingly enough, uh, for the folks that are listening, I think on one of the podcasts you mentioned the seven listeners out there. So for those folks that are out there, and I will send this to my mother and father, so hopefully they'll listen. Um, <laughs> We spoke about this last night in checking out the questions that we were supposed to like review in some fashion, and we both have different stories for how we met. Uh, I think a big piece of that is, you know, the party culture that exists at universities. You know, memories are a little bit cloudy, and um, I think we met at a bar called Cornerstone. Uh, a friend of mine, James, introduced us. I, I guess a, a funny a pun play on words. Yeah, um, and my friend James introduced us, and. I was really into Lauren, um, and as they would have it, she was very much not into me. Um, And then a very interesting series of events played out that, you know, of course, led us to where we are today. Uh, But I'll let Lauren share how she thinks we met. Uh, It's very similar, but it's at a different location, which is the interesting
3: question. (laughs) So, um, like Mark said, his friend James introduced us. I remember walking into uh, the bar called Barking Dog. And there was a bar to the side as when you first walked in. And James was standing there. And I quickly walked up to him because they were the first people I saw. And he introduced me to Mark. So we sat and chatted at the front bar for a little. And then Mark told me that he had a terrible ear pain. And I was like, that's really weird and bizarre. And that he had to go home in college. So I was very confused. Wow. Turns out he actually had um, a terrible ear infection and almost went deaf, so i I gave him a hard time over um uh, over this. but uh, yeah, so very similar to what Mark said, met at a bar by his friend, introduced by Rigos. Um, but yeah, different bars.
0: Wow, that is very interesting. Mark had an ear infection and had to leave. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was a
3: total loser. <laughs> yeah. He was like I had to go home. My ear hurts. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah,
0: yeah there was an
1: unfortunate period of time. I I, I got the ear infection on spring break. Uh, and it was my senior year. So like it it was very poor timing that the last you no know, X amount of weeks that I had left in college, like two of those weeks or a week and a half at that time. I was on steroids, so I couldn't drink and I couldn't like party the way that I wanted to, especially when you're about to leave college for, you know, the last time. Right. Um, but somehow I made it work.
0: Yeah. I would instantly, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, wow, you couldn't think of a better excuse to not want to hang out with me. You'd
3: have, Exactly.
0: Like, <laughs> don't six-year-olds get ear infections? Like, how old are you? <laughs> but
1: that's the interesting part is that she wasn't into me. So she was just thought I was a loser, which further pushed me away as far as the her her lack of interest
0: well it's understandable why she thought that um (laughs) so I kind of like Mark's story better just because of the name of the bar so I guess I'm a little biased (laughs) but so nonetheless um I guess you guys met at both places then right or you interacted at both places definitely interacted at both places okay but it's a little fuzzy on where you met first
3: yeah, so I will say um I'm sure you'll you'll get to know this as we continue to talk, but I do have a terrible memory. So it might be that Mark is actually right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you remember the ear infection part, which is good. It's
3: yeah, hard yeah. to forget
0: that. So what were your first impressions of each other? Lauren, we can start with you. What was your first impression of Mark besides you know his his ear trauma? But just yeah, as- so
3: I thought he was a total loser because of it. Um, but I quickly got to know him um, and I knew that he was such a fun guy um, and we can, we'll go into a little bit about how we ended up like talking and whatever. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, my first impression was that he was fun and I was very confused about the infection.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Mark, what were your first impressions of of Lauren?
1: Um, frankly, I, I think at the time, like first impressions really didn't matter to me. I just thought she was a really, good looking girl. I this was, you know, I was very struck by her good looks and that's what got me first interested. Right. You know, first impression, the first thing you do before you talk to someone is you see them. Right. Um, and then when I started getting to know her, um, you know, getting to know someone in college is so different than like, that's so long ago that I don't even know what the like parameters in my brain were that were like, what's the checklist, right. That has to go through to make sure, because Actually, at that time, I remember talking to two my really good, good buddies, like saying the last thing I wanted was to have a relationship that would have forced me to come back to college after I'd already left. Right. I wanted to like right. sever the tie completely. So I wasn't really as like all in as I thought I was at the beginning. I like, just like didn't exist.
0: Got it. Got it. Yeah. And you you two met senior year, right? My senior, her junior year. OK, so. Mark. Semester. Oh, okay, Mark. So that's why you're saying you didn't want to have to come back because I would have been, you know, you don't want to have to be that guy who is the yeah, only one going yeah. back down to Maryland. It's like your friends like, Mark, there's no football game this weekend. Why are you going down to Maryland?
1: still? Yeah, there, you never want to be that guy and like overstay your welcome. And right. it's also tough. It's like you know you're starting your professional life for the first time, and then mm-hmm. feeling like you like miss college even more than you would have normally anyway. Just like wasn't something that I really wanted to put myself through.
0: Right. You're one foot in one foot out. Plus, you know, Lauren is trying to live it up her senior year and doesn't want to have to deal with you in New York city. So exactly. Um, so you two met at Barking Dog and or Cornerstone. And so what happened after that? How did you guys get reconnected and how did the relationship blossom from there?
2: Uh,
3: do I want to take this one or not? Okay. Um, so I needed, I I wanna say I don't remember what happened, but we I definitely needed a date for my formal. Mark kept texting me and I was like, eh, kind of like putting him off. And then I needed a date for my formal last minute. And I was like, well, this kid keeps texting me. He probably isn't gonna say no. I might as well just ask it. <laughs> so I ended up asking him and he was amazing with my friends. We had the best time. He's a really good dancer. So we were on the dance floor the whole night yeah he is and yeah and that's ended up that's how I see how we ended up talking what do you think
1: yeah no uh that was definitely the first like uh like checkpoint in the road right like going to like a formal or like a a fraternity or sorority event in college at that time is like weirdly a big deal like in, in mm-hmm. retrospect like why would that even matter but right I was like oh this girl wants to ask me to, to go to something like it you know at that, that time that Saturday night I had nothing to do anyway right, I was like, oh, and <laughs> right. see where this goes um, right. I was already interested in her um and she definitely like from the standpoint of like her not being interested I felt like in the beginning she certainly kept me at an arm's length right um and I wasn't sure kind of where I stood and I was like okay let me just see where this goes.
0: Interesting. So how far or how many weeks or months after you guys initially met was the formal?
3: Probably like a month.
0: Yeah, a month
1: month at most.
0: Okay. Got it. So you guys went to the formal, hit it off. And then Mark, did your, did your mind change too about what your future looked like and dating someone who was still in college after you graduated?
1: So I would say no. Uh, And you know, we can get into this, you know, whatever, but basically I was in a relationship in college for a period of time that wasn't with Lauren. And, um, you know, at the time I was a little hung up on it. And so down like the net, that next month was my formal. And I asked that person to go and not her
0: You didn't reciprocate.
1: I did not reciprocate. And not only did I not reciprocate, I also told her that I wasn't going to my formal to like, trying to pull off this bait and switch again, like putting myself in that mentality right now is like absolutely ludicrous. Um, and I was, I hadn't even, our, our former was in the Outer Banks in North Carolina. Wow. So it was like a, you know, like a six hour drive from college park to get there. Right. And I remember getting it. I hadn't even reached Outer Banks yet. And I got a text from Lauren and I think she said like, you know, like what the, what the, you know, expert yeah. is, right. And um, I just like, was like, what's up right i i had no i had no regard right at that time um i was i was not the best person i would say in that in that
0: stage of my life so you try to dodge the question and pretend like you were going to the formal it's a good thing it's a good thing we didn't have instagram back then too instagram stories <laughs>
3: Yeah. So one of my friends actually saw him at the rest stop on the way down and was like, wait, I thought Mark wasn't coming to formal.
2: No I way. Like,
3: Holy shit.
0: Wow. <laughs> no, that's fine. We can edit that part. <laughs> um, wow. So that's really interesting. So then how did that have an effect? I mean, how did you, how did you, re- I mean, Lauren, you obviously must've been like kind of hurt. I mean, you didn't know Mark too long, but still it's like, it must've been hurtful to know that he didn't take you and that he was trying to dodge it.
3: So I was totally fine with him not taking me, but it was a total psychopath move that he decided to lie and tell me that he was going to an interview in New York that weekend.
1: (laughs) The bit of a story. Yeah. Full story, full story.
3: (laughs) So looking back now, I'm the psychopath for ending for talking to him after all of that. But
0: maybe the interview was in the Outer
3: Banks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's got changed.
3: I will say, um, you know, I was definitely hurt by it. But for some reason, it gave me that challenge of like, you know, he's something I can't have. So it was more of a more of a game.
0: Yes. So Mark Mark played his cards
2: well.
3: Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
1: I'm certainly not. I'm certainly not. Proud of that moment. But I think, you know, as I listen to some of the episodes of your podcast and mm-hmm. people talk about these all the time, like, you know, like love stories or relationships and things of that nature. Like I like that ours is a little bit like unique. It's yeah. not an ideal one. That's certainly true in the case. But um, you know, I think what we built from that point on, and yeah, uh, you know, that's just the beginning, a little bit a little bump in the road. Yeah,
0: no, it's and it's funny to kind of think about these things again and and recollect these things because it's we look back and it's, you know, you kind of laugh at it and shrug it off. And you realize that it was just like (laughs) it was just like a funny dramatic episode in, you know, the long list of other great aspects. But
1: well what yeah, what would happen is when I ended up graduating, as I mentioned, I lived in my parents' house for like nine months after I graduated, which Mm -hmm. you know, something that you know was living, you know, uh, in a college setting that like was with their friends and could do whatever they would would have wanted going back to live with your parents for any period of time let alone months at a time was extremely difficult
2: mm-hmm.
1: and like I ended up really missing Lauren and um, it didn't take long it must have like I graduated in May I think I was reaching out to her by like June right like two weeks later she had told me basically not to talk to her ever again and thankfully I disregarded that. Uh comment by her. And I, I basically said to her, I'm so sorry. Nothing I'm gonna tell you is gonna make up for what I did. It was extremely stupid. But would you give me another chance? Um which she thankfully gave
2: me.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like lesson number one and two is just humble yourself and apologize, which you did. Just own it, right? Own on the behavior. And then number two is be persistent. All right.
2: Yes.
1: Persistent, yeah, I agree with that. And as her father tells me all the time, being right in a relationship, in in a relationship, maybe it's just with like women like Lauren, but I'm I, I, I really I really am right. So admitting I'm wrong has become a very easy thing to do. Yeah. You're only right when you admit you're wrong. Exactly. <laughs> That's great. One of, the
3: quali- one of the qualities I love about Mark is that he, when he sets his mind to something, it's he gets it. He's like a hundred percent. He's very determined. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this is an example
0: of that. Yeah. Shows up in his professional work too.
3: Yeah.
0: So that formal was, I was going to ask, that was the end of school year. That was,
2: year. May. That was, that was May. May.
0: Okay. Got it. So you're at home and then you, you contact Lauren again. Um, Lauren, you probably thought, Oh my goodness, this kid is just living at home with his parents, bored out of his mind, not going out in the city.
3: Exactly. I'm gonna
0: retrace the steps. <laughs>
3: exactly.
0: Um, yeah, how did so how did things unfold that summer then? Um,
1: so basically Lauren was in the city uh, visiting a friend of hers. I was in the city visiting a friend of mine, and we met up at a bar. Um, we like talked, we had a good time. Um, and you know, she was only visiting from Virginia, so she was only up for like a weekend, but I think just that meetup that one time was just like okay let's just see what comes of this um because it's so long ago we've been together you know December this December will be 10 years that we've been like together like as a couple um I don't remember like how many times you came up to visit
2: if at all but
1: like basically she then went back to school and that for her first and second semester like her senior year I went down I think like two or three times in the first semester three times in the second semester um she came up intermittently uh by the time i moved to the city she came up a couple of times um but like I, I we didn't really have like uh, the relationship that like i can look back on really until she moved up here mm-hmm. because it, it's hard to yeah for the reason i didn't want to have someone down there is because it's hard to like get to know somebody intimately when you're not living in the same area Right.
0: It's hard to start off a relationship long distance like that, especially when you're in two different worlds, as you mentioned earlier, Lauren coming to the end of her school year, school career, you starting your professional one in New York. Um, But nonetheless, obviously, you two made it through and had a plan. And Mark, you knew and you knew that she was you both had talked, I assume, at some point about both moving to New York. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: we definitely did. Um, so, Mark obviously was going to move back up north because that's his family's from here. Um, and I had an idea of moving up north just because a lot of my friends lived up here. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I wanted to do event planning. So, I thought New York would be the perfect place for um, that job.
0: Got it. Okay. So, you both moved up to New York and then the relationship seemed to progress as naturally. You two started to hang out a lot and start officially dating.
1: Yeah, well, we started officially dating before she moved up here. It's just that we didn't really get to, like, kick off a life as a couple because we only lived in a couple in a very small vacuum of, like, the weekends that I went to Maryland or the weekends that she came to New York.
3: Mm -hmm. It was long distance. It was long
1: distance for that first, like, you know, eight, nine months. Right. Uh, But then when she moved up here, things got a lot more, you know,
0: serious. Right. And I'm sure having looking forward to you two being in the same city together, gave you a lot of hope to get through those, those two semesters. Yeah, for sure. Definitely lie at the end of the tunnel. So you got, you both in New York, how did the relationship change? And was there a point where you two realized like, wow, this is going to be a long-term
2: thing and I'm in it for the long haul. Uh, It's an interesting question because
1: I don't think I've ever looked at it like a this is the I know the like the point where I knew that I wanted to marry Lauren, but like anything leading up to that, we were just like living our life we we i, I didn't like we didn't have like temperature checks. throughout was like, oh, are we still into this right it was that that like um like love and care for the for each person was like permeated every piece of the relationship, but like it wasn't something that I felt to myself, oh I have to go talk to my parents I'm having like a uh, a moment of uh, I guess a lack of clarity and mm-hmm. like, some like, an idea off of because like we just like lived our life right um thankfully we both have very great unbelievable families um we have great sets of friends that you know we just like spent a lot of time with them we realized we liked it we like it was just like we did it and we enjoyed it and we just knew that we wanted more of whatever that feeling was right
3: yeah I'd say it was definitely a build-up um as I said I don't have a great memory so there was definitely no one moment um also he's the romantic one in the in the relationship so there was no one moment for me that was like oh my god this is the one um i would definitely say it was a build up
0: okay good good and what do you think why do you think the relationship was just so easy and natural and why do you think it progressed so well what was it about you two that you think added to you two as a couple just kind of flourishing in this upward trajectory?
3: Uh, Well, we definitely have a lot of the same values. Um, We were raised in similar homes, I would say, as far as, as Mark said, like family is very important to us, um, Mm et cetera. Uh, Mark, as I said, is extremely fun, which uh, we love to have fun together. He makes me laugh more than anyone on this earth. Um, so that's definitely helped our relationship. Is
2: there anything else? Um, what I add in there? Um, no, I mean,
1: I would say like, you no, know, the, the relationship hasn't been like without bumps, right. Every, every single one does, you know, we still will have them. And the, I think that the, the good sign of actual relationship is that those things exist. They're just being able to have that conversation throughout. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are countless amounts of times where the relationship either wasn't easy or we didn't see eye to eye. And, you know, in terms of like when I knew I wanted to marry Lauren is we had a very small fight this one random night. At this time, I was living with two of my buddies in the East Village and Lauren was living um, up on 61st Street. And I forgot exactly what the argument was, but I was so frustrated that someone I cared about so much just saw the world through such a different lens than I did. But Instead of continuing to get like frustrated by that, I respected it. And I was like, okay, like at the same time as like wanting to respect her, I was like, oh my God, I'm so frustrated I could like, you know, I can kill this person. She it's bothering me so much <laughs> that that she thinks this way, but it's like, okay, if that's how things are gonna go. And that's what a lot of things I think have um, you know, one of the big pieces of our relationship that I like to at least say is that like don't think of it as like a scoreboard, right? Like just because she does something for me doesn't mean then it has to be turn, and vice versa. And when you do those things, it, I think it leads to failure in a relationship personally.
0: Mm-hmm. And you can get into specifics if you want, but how, what was the, the crux of the argument? Like how, how did you view the world differently in, in that same scenario that led to that?
1: Again, I the, shockingly, and I promise I'm having a pretty good memory. I, I don't remember, but it was something so trivial. It was like, Right. whether or not we wanted to go out with a group of friends and like Lauren wasn't feeling well or something like that. And I'm like, well, we should go out. Cause I, 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 I love being around my friends. You're the fun one.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and she was like, I just don't want to go. I, I, again, I don't like know exactly if that was the nature of the conversation, but it was something as
0: yeah.
3: lightweight
1: as that.
0: Right. Right. And Lauren, is that what you recall as well?
3: I recall him telling me this afterwards that it was this moment of him being like, you know, that's when he found, he really loved me the most. Um, I will say also something that's helped us flourish. And I know this is so different from so many other relationships, but when we moved in together, Mark and I both are very OCD and very, um, things have to be a certain way. So that definitely helped our relationship, um, flourish because I can't imagine living with someone who was the total slob
0: (laughs) right but did you ever did you have a moment where your OCD clashed with his or his mark one something a certain way you wanted the same thing a different way
3: um no well
1: I'm sure it's happened yeah 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 yeah. right right? you know um
3: there's no one defining I mean if it it came down to like you know his toothpaste was too messy then I just bought two toothpastes
0: Right, right. (laughs) And throw his away.
3: So throughout the relationship, um, our different stages, there's definitely been different ways where we have flourished. Mm
0: -hmm. Right. And Mark, it sounds like, again, in that scenario, similar to when you reached out to her, when you're living at home after you graduated, you kind of fell on your sword again. It was like, you know what? I care more about Lauren and I as a couple. And even though I vehemently disagree with her, I'm going to respect it and listen and kind of see if I can understand before I start trying to get my own way and and push yeah. my own. Like before I change her, I want to I want to listen.
1: Yeah, and that, I think that's the, the tough part about you know anyone you speak to about their respective relationship is that you know sometimes when I want to be the one that has a conversation that's a little bit in in depth, you know, it might not be a good time for Lauren or vice versa or. She might see, you know, now we have a five-month-old son. You know, we, she might want to raise him a little differently than I would, right? And it's about, like, at least having the respect for someone to have a conversation. You're not always going to get the outcome that you hope for. You know, sometimes it's the her side or, or my side, but that's why it's important not to keep a scoreboard. Is that yeah. keeping a scoreboard for 10 years is, is in you know, 20 years, 30 years, is just, it's just not scalable. So um, just being able to hear people out is the most important part.
3: Mark is very good at communicating,
0: yes, I could see that. I can definitely see that, and that's that's super important um and obviously it's it's good when your partner can stay ahead of things like that. You know it can be you know you don't have to like pull things out of them and i'm I'm sure Mark that you're good at um communicating how you feel and what you want or what you need and you know before Lauren has to anticipate it. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) So when you two were dating in the city, you're obviously when you early 20s, mid 20s, I assume most of your friends were not in a serious committed relationship. So was it difficult or was it strange to be, to have that? Like when you were that young in the city, when other people were single or going out more, or did you two, were your social circles more couples?
1: Yeah, so my social circle, like from the guys from, from school, mm-hmm. actually for the most part, I would say, you know, 70, 80% of them were in a serious relationship, right? One that's married now and has has a child, they've been together for you know 15 years, they were high school sweethearts, right? Mm. Um, so doing things, whether it was with couples or just like going out to do fun things with a with a large group like back in the you know, I guess like 2013 to like 2016, 17 was super easy lauren's friends were kind of a, a little bit of a mix right some were to, some had serious boyfriends some were single um but we definitely did different things with different groups um I don't know what your thoughts are there
3: yeah so as mark said his group was definitely they had more couples but we always kind of did like group hangouts So,
2: uh,
3: -hmm. even now to this day, we'll go out with a bunch of different couples and the girls will hang out with the girls and the guys will hang out with the guys. So it's really nice to have that. Right. Um, and with my single friends, um, still, I just, I do a lot of girl things with them.
0: Yeah, of course. Of course. And then Mark can say like, babe, we went out last night together. What do you mean? And you can say, well, Mark, you were hanging out with your friends for all three hours. (laughs) <laughs> you didn't talk to me much. That's not an excuse. You still need to stay well, home and cook me dinner.
1: Well, one of the one of the funny things we talk about all the time is that, you know, with, at least with my friends, uh,
2: you know, I feel very tremendously lucky.
1: Um, I was saying th- thankfully we're tremendously lucky that um, the buddies of mine who have been in very long-standing significant relationships for a while. Lauren's gotten very close with um, the girlfriends and wives and fiances mm. and, and all this sort. Um, a couple of years back we had our we always have our fantasy football draft in person, and the girls, without of course any of the guys being aware or pushing this at all, they had their own book club, just the like just the wives and fiances of the guys in the group wow. um, and we've become very close with all of them, which has been um, you know going through this process and growing together as couples and now couples that have families um, has been I mean, I'm very, very thankful for.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That is really cool to have a really tight-knit group of people like that. It's gonna make vacations fun, holidays, like when they're when their kids are interacting with Jaden, who is live right now as we speak. Um it's gonna be great. It's gonna be really great.
1: Yeah, uh, we're super excited about that.
0: Yeah. So at what point, Mark, and at what point, Lauren as well, did you realize that you two want to marry each other
1: so that's an interesting question you get different answers from each of us again
0: uh seems to be a common trend here i
1: was always of the belief that like you know i'm not a big you know i the last thing i want is ever to feel like i need to get a divorce in my life so i always said to myself i need to i want to ask the right way i want to do it the right way i want to just do it on my own terms and i think as i realize as you get older like you know, in a relationship that we at the time were six years in, you know, the terms have to be agreed upon by both parties, uh, and not just you know what I want. Um, like I remember Lauren saying that she wanted to get herself a ring for me to propose to her because she just <laughs> wanted me to get up and do it already. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, again, similar, like I, I knew that at that argument that we had that night, you know, I wanted to be with her for the rest of my life, but you know, it took some time to plan. Her, her family's out of state um i asked her parents uh christmas weekend um in 2017 2018. 18 2018 um and i remember actually I, I, I think i sent a picture to either my parents or a couple of buddies of mine i sent them a picture of my armpit because i was my my, my, my t-shirt <laughs> oh because uh, you're sweating yeah. I was sweating so profusely. Um, but I guess Lauren can answer the question about when she wanted to mar- me to marry her.
3: So I'm a very decisive person. So mm-hmm. once I knew that our relationship was building and I knew that he was, he looked like the perfect partner for me, I wanted to get married. So I don't know when that was. It could have been as early as like 25. Um wow. so waiting, waiting the extra few years, I got a little impatient.
1: <laughs> I just wanted to live with her for a little bit of time
0: yeah so how yeah
1: 27
0: so Lauren did you did you tell that to Mark were you like giving him signs and did you guys talk about that were you like hey I want to get married now Mark's like well let's just wait a couple of years like how did that dynamic work
3: yes yeah, so I definitely spoke about it maybe a little bit too much <laughs> and when we moved in together I was like okay so within this first six months you're going to propose to me it's going to be great. And, you know, six months went by, still no, no proposal. Um, and I told him one year I'm moving out wow. and he waited. he waited until like, you know, I, I never ended up having to move out, but it did, it did go past the year, um, but he waited about a year and maybe two weeks.
0: Wow. Well, as Mark said, you know, you got to, you got to play games a little bit. You can't just, you you can't just cave into all the demands. (laughs) I actually, to pull in, I guess, our,
1: our, we worked this together. I had, I had bought a ring in like December of that year after I had asked her parents Mm -hmm. and I went to the same person that my brother-in-law went to, to get my sister, uh, her ring. Um, and just, it didn't work out right. They were great people. It just like, they didn't have what I was looking for. And a family friend of ours, of of my family's, um, have a jeweler in the area of New Jersey where my folks live. Mm -hmm. And I was leaving, WeWork summit that thing at MSG. Oh, right. Um, Yes. I remember that just found out that the, the ring at the other person wasn't going to work out. And I was at the, on the subway at the, at the Q platform to go up to 72nd street. Uh, cause we live on 71st of the time mm-hmm. and my dad called me and he goes, we're at this jeweler, you don't know them, but you know, our, our, you know, this family that we're close with, um, is friendly with the owners and they have exactly what you're looking for. Because like, I said my parents on all the trips of me, cause I, I never, you know, had bought jewelry before, especially of this style and, and magnitude before um, so I literally sprinted off. I got on the next train to my, my parents' town and I got off the train and I, I, we bought the like, the ring that day.
0: Wow. On yeah. site. You'd never um, seen it before.
1: Well, I, I saw it that day he had it in person. Okay. Got it. But the crazy thing about that, about what Lorna mentioned is that, that, that time leading up to the proposal was like months, let's call it seven through like thirteen of us living together, and it was getting at times pretty contentious. The night that I bought the ring, we had one of our biggest arguments about how I hadn't proposed yet. And I remember texting my mother, and I was like, "Mom, I, th- I think I'm going to take an Uber back to Fairlawn, like, which is where my parents live in New Jersey." And my mom was like, "You're not leaving. You have to stay in New York and like just talk it out." Um, figure it out. I right. Wasn't going to share with her that I had just I had just bought a ring, but um you know it was definitely it definitely was a, a little bit of a, a hard period i i i i've told my friends on separate occasions back at the times that it was happening that the year um the three toughest periods of our life were like the year between like the we're super serious and i hadn't proposed yet the year preparing for our wedding and the like last like 3 or 4 months leading up to Jaden's birth because mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of stress a lot of things going on and Know, just it's just it's just hard.
0: Yeah. I guess the the um pattern there is things leading up to monumental events. Exactly. And Lauren didn't know about the proposal. I mean, she obviously had an idea, but um, yeah, that's interesting. Obviously, you two navigate How did you two navigate, you know, those times?
3: I would say, I would say through communication, Mark was yeah. very good about having. Um, the, the hard conversations, whereas I wasn't so great. I bothered to walk away, Mm -hmm. uh, not from the relationship, from the conversation. Right. Right. (laughs) Um, and yeah, it's kind of just what those, those times when you just got to talk through it and, um, you know, we committed to each other for the rest of our lives. So we got to make it work.
0: Yeah. I love that. And Mark, why did, was there a reason why, um, I guess you waited a little bit to propose,
1: um, I guess in retrospect, that the answer is I don't have a good one for sure.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think just at the time. It's just like you, you never think you're ready for anything until you just like do it right. Um,
0: yeah, that's well said.
1: We, we think we're ready to be a parent. And now we're a parent. And I I, I think we're, we're doing the best we can. Right. Um, hopefully, Jaden agrees. He hasn't said anything to us yet. But he uh, does not
0: have head, Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but. I think it's also just recognizing like, wow, I'm at this stage in my life. And it's like, I think everyone has this proverbial five or 10 year plan. Like, you know, I'm going to be, I have this much money or have this job or whoever. And like, I just don't think maybe in self-reflecting at the time that I wasn't there, which meant for, which is incorrect. I thought I wasn't there maybe professionally or financially that that meant automatically that I wasn't ready for it relationship-wise, which is just isn't true because things mature and grow at different paces. So um, again, not a good answer, but in retrospect, that's probably what it it was.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's probably another good lesson is that, you know, obviously it's good to prepare and we all should, people who want to get married should think about that and prepare for marriage. And kind of like, what does that look like? What does that mean? But you're never, Mark, as you said, you're never ready until you actually do it like you, there's no substitute for the experience and i'm sure and i'm sure people have some apprehension before proposing you know, or whatever it is but ultimately diving into it together um is what kind of takes that fear away i would assume and then you look back and you're like well why did i have any trepidation you know
1: well i think the thing too is that uh, and again this is at least speaking just for us as a couple is that we are operating in the in the Mindset that we were married and gonna to be together forever, mm-hmm. even without like I wasn't a big believer that the ring had to symbolize forever or it, mm-hmm. it, you know, whatever the term you want to use. Um, with that said, that was something that was important to Lauren, right? And it was um yeah, something that was uh, something that she wanted to experience. And you know, I'm all for I'm all for that.
0: Yeah, and Lauren, you saying Mark is a communicator. It sounds like you're equally just as good. I mean, telling him what you expect and it may come across as an ultimatum, but it's really just, Hey, this is my life. And obviously I want to be, I want you to be part of it, but here's what I expect from Total you. Life. And I, and this, you're not the first female in the relationship to probably, you know, light a fire under the guy and say, Hey, like, let's get this going.
3: Right. Yeah.
0: So it's, it's, it's good that you were, you vocalize that because, you know, it may seem obvious, but sometimes you do have to say how you feel or what you want, even if it's if it, if it sounds obvious. Um, so you get married and then wedding was awesome. Any comments on the wedding? I mean, I had a blast at the wedding. The, the raw bar at the cocktail hour was the best I've ever had. <laughs> I didn't want it to end, but of course I had to get in there for the first dance. Um, and it was a great time, a lot of fun. And yeah, how was all that? How, I mean, was, how was the wedding time, honeymoon? Can you just talk to that?
3: So leading up to the wedding, um, you know, there's some definitely hard conversations you have to go through and it was um, a little tough at times, but uh, it was by far of the best night of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, The whole weekend was unbelievable. We did like a rehearsal dinner on Friday. saturday as an event planner i'm very very detail oriented and a little bit of a psycho when it comes to events but um one of the best pieces of advice i can give to any bride is that on the day of your wedding you just have to let go Mm -hmm. um so i handed over the event and i said whatever happens happens and it's fine um and i was able to really let go and it was the best day and night of my life. we have videos and pictures to look back on for years and years. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
3: And yeah, it was, it was really so special.
0: And that was 2000. That was 2019. Yeah, that was wow. So got in there before the pandemic, which is great. See Lauren, if you didn't motivate Mark, then you would have waited till 2020 and then, you know,
3: exactly. And, and then also I'm... go ahead. No, no, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, because I had wanted to be married for so long, I didn't want a long engagement. So I was very happy to get in there within a year of getting engaged. Um, so Mm
0: -hmm. yeah, eh? that's, yeah, that's, that's great. I love, I love the short engagement, you know, it's, it's something where there's a lot of anticipation, excitement, and it's almost like, Hey, let's just, let's do this, you know?
1: Yeah. And that's another piece too. We, so we got, we got engaged on April 7th of 2019. We got married on April 6th. So literally like a year to the day, basically. Wow. And the funny thing was, I remember like, you know, there's a lot of stress on the proposer, you know, you have to, you know, do the planning and the coordinating and like you have to find the ring and you have, you have to go through that whole process. Mm-hmm. And I remember I had proposed to Lauren and then the next weekend before we settled on doing it in New York, she was considering doing it in Florida. And the next weekend, she just wanted to get up and go. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, my God, I just was stressed for the last like five months to plan just right. like, taking a breath. And that was, like, the first fight we had. And then it was just, like, arguments about, you know, coordinating. And obviously, she's an event planner, so I trust right. her. Like,
2: right, no
1: right. Like, her, her eye for that kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, no, yeah, I mean, I think the thing about the wedding that I love the most, um, and, you know, hopefully our guests believe this as well is that i felt a uh, uh just the love in the room it, it was just it, it was so apparent hopefully mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um i felt that way um the event planner that we worked with at the venue i remember saying to my father that he like couldn't get over how um you know the the the, the group of people like our, our our friends were just on the dance floor the whole time and dancing and mm-hmm. you know people just like didn't eat dinner because they were just on the dance for the whole time, and right. that was a big thing for us. That we wanted it to be like a true party that people really could enjoy. And um, as Lauren mentioned, you know, looking back in the footage, something that we we typically do on our, on an anniversary, and you know, sometimes you know we put through your phone if you see like a highlight or something like that. But yeah, uh, yeah, I have very very fond memories of that night.
0: Yeah, that was great. The after party was great too. I mean, the whole thing was was an awesome time and. Um, I remember it really well. And I agree with you, Mark. I I feel like there was, I don't even remember what they served for dinner, you know, guess <laughs> <Because laughs> I think everyone just left their meals on the table because the dance floor was so much fun. And Mark, obviously, with your taste in music, I know that you would not settle for anything less than agree. That was the only thing I picked, actually. That yeah. was
1: the only thing I picked was the was I picked the band. Yeah. And I I, I like totally like unilaterally choose our first dance song, but I, I was the person who like curated the list of like five options and then we narrowed it down together.
0: Right. Right. Um, so as we kind of tie a bow on this thing. Um, so yeah, I guess what, three years later, two and a half years later, baby Jaden comes into the mix. So was wanting children, want to have children, something that you two both, I mean, Lauren, you had mentioned earlier that shared values were something that you guys clicked on. So, did you always want to have children and can you kind of talk through that?
3: Yeah, so definitely always wanted to have children. Um Mark has an older sister who has two kids and I'll never forget she said to me one day, you're never going to be ready to not sleep. And I was like, all right, so as we started to um, get we were married for I don't know. I guess like a year, um, and we started to talk about it. I think the pandemic definitely helped speed um, the process along and about ready to have a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got very very lucky. It didn't take us very long, um, so we're very very thankful for that. Um, but we had initially talked about starting a family because we didn't know how long it was going to take. Um, so we got very lucky and we now have started our family.
2: Yeah. Same thing.
3: It's it's really crazy to believe that we're like sometimes I think of myself as still a child. So Right. Have one is is quite crazy.
0: I know, I know. It makes me think about back in the day when people are having kids like when they were teenagers and stuff. I'm like, how did you go through all that, you know? But um yeah, I mean that it's awesome. It's been great. I mean talking to Mark you know, on the side about how much love he has for you and your family and just being a father um, is really cool and and really special. So did you, do you two have an idea of how many kids you want to have? And I mean, I know Jaden's going to be an older brother at some point, so.
1: Yeah, we, we, again, a differing answer for each one. And again, (laughs) I I think it's very much, uh, you're like a prisoner to the moment that you remember from your childhood, where like, I have an older sister. We are super close. Her name is Carly. Hopefully she'll listen to this and hear this at one point. I have a tremendous love for her. And um, that was it. It was just my, me, my mom, my, my dad and Carly. Mm-hmm. That was all I needed where Lauren, Lauren's the youngest of three. She's got two older brothers who she's also tremendously close with Scott and Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, who I've also grown to, you know, find great relationships with as well. And she wants to because she was one of one of three, and I want to because I was one of two. Um, again, like most things in life, I'll end up not having a decision to make, and it'll be three. <laughs> <Right>. But uh, <laughs> I, I think it's one of those things. Like we'll see, like what happens, right? Like my sister with two amazing kids. You know, I'm sure at one point I uh, wasn't involved in those conversations, but that they probably considered having a third. But you know, then you look down, it's like you know you got Harrison and Jordan. Uh, Harrison is six. Jordan, uh, she's gonna be three. Uh, in 11 days, and yeah, two healthy, beautiful kids, and you know, just also like you also have also other things to take care of in life. So, um, yeah, so short answer is we're definitely gonna have more than one, uh, right? Hopefully, hopefully, right, God, God willing. Uh, uh, but uh, you know,
0: the third it will be uh, to be determined. Well, maybe you'll have twins, which is a good compromise on the next. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, handling one kid right now, I can't imagine having two
0: at once. Yeah, seriously, you have to clone each other. <laughs> um, and how has being a parent changed you? Has it changed your perspective? I mean, Lauren, you talked about lack of sleep. Um, and I definitely agree with, I could see why Mark's sister said that. But how has having Jaden in your world changed you as a person? I'm bad. <laughs>
2: um.
1: I think one of the things that my friends would say about me is that I'm, I'm very notorious for double booking things and not necessarily valuing my own time. Um, and I think like right now I am on my calendar every day, five to six thirty, I have a calendar block. It's just family time. It's, it's, it's nine times out of 10 immovable. Um, mm-hmm. with them, like seven fifteen, and, um, we have someone that takes care of him during the day, uh, as we both work and, I think just like being able to value your time has been something that that I've grown a ton with. And then I I think not being afraid of confrontation, right. You know, I would say I'm not a uh, controversial, who likes confrontation at all, but you know, when it comes to my kid now um, in the short time that I've been a parent, um, I would run through a wall for him. And, you know, if someone's doing something I don't like, or um, you know, as he gets older, you know, Someone you know bullies him or whatever. You know, I want to make sure that I'm there to protect him. So, um, that's certainly changed. And you know, when we were we were in Florida for a couple of weeks, um, maybe a month ago, and I was putting him down, and he, he like hit his like he hit his head because like he didn't have he doesn't have the best neck stability yet. Now he's gotten much better, but I remember like he was he was crying. He was really upset, and I just felt such an immense level of pain, even though I hadn't gone through anything. But because I thought that it was my fault, which it was, I was so upset so, like uh, his pain like trickling like like the internet connectivity of a parent and their child. yeah, um, I felt for the first time then.
0: Wow, that's like empathy to an extreme, you know, that's that's really cool to hear. And what about you for you, Lauren?
3: Um For me, it's more of I would do absolutely anything for Jaden. Um, you know, I always thought I would do anything for Mark, but it's different when it's your child It's everything in my life now revolves around him. So it's like, you know, I was talking to my parents yesterday and I was saying like, you know, I put away this much money. So if I want to get a pair of shoes, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, but that doesn't even matter anymore. Like everything I buy is only for Jaden. Like everything I do is only for Jaden. Um, you know, I, I haven't slept in five and a half months. Um, and it's been tough, but You know, I I want him to feel safe And for him to trust us And for me, I'd rather wake up Multiple times in the middle of the night Than just let him cry in the crib
2: mm. Yeah, wow That's cool. yeah, I, said
1: to, I said to Lauren a couple weeks ago Because, again, we've been yeah Her more than me has been not sleeping Also, Park, you've probably turned a light on Wherever you are <laughs> <laughs>
0: you always see like pearly wide shining <laughs>
1: um but uh a couple weeks ago we were up in the middle of the night like you know 3 a.m 4 a.m um and she was holding jaden like sleeping in in the rocking chair and um i texted her i, I took a picture because she was sleeping and jaden was sleeping and i had walked into the room and the next morning i sent her a picture of her and Jaden and together and i just wrote to her like i know that's i know it's really tough right now but just understand that we have such a finite period of time with him being able to fit in our arms and be able to sleep with him like that like that's my favorite it it trust me it doesn't it's not great not sleeping but having him like in your arms like nestled up next to you and like wow. just like taking care of him is is like you only have a certain period of time like he's already grown so much i know he's very tiny from you can see but right he used to be like this like he used to like be able to sleep, like on my shoulder, like a little parrot. And now. He's got
0: to do that anymore. Wow. That is, that is really beautiful to hear. And you two obviously are, you know, great parents. And as I was saying before, Lauren, the whole new definition of love, when you bring someone into the world like that, and it's really true, you know, mother and father's love is, is can't be matched. Unconditional. Unconditional. Unconditional.
3: Yeah. And it's um it's also taught me a a lot of it's brought me a lot of respect about other people and how single moms do it alone. Like I can't even imagine. Um Mm. it's it's such hard work. And now I'm back at work. Um, so being a working mom is it's tough. Mm -hmm. And work before was like my life. Like I I didn't mind being on at 10 o'clock at night, working on the weekends, um, but now I don't want to do that anymore
0: hmm Working on the weekends like usual. I'm not sure Laura knows it's a great line. Yes, I think. <laughs> yeah. She's heard the song enough in the in the apartment.
3: Yeah, on repeat.
0: Yeah. Um, but that's great. Well, so I want to do, I actually haven't done this with any other couples, but I want to do a little lightning round. Okay. Cut things off. So let's see <laughs> for so, like I said, I haven't done this before, so I'll just ask a question, and then you two can just kind of answer simultaneously. Okay. All right.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. First one, who cooks more? Lauren.
3: Lauren.
0: <laughs> who sings more around the apartment? Me Park. Who wakes up earlier? Me.
3: Well, that's it's different now that we have a child.
0: Yeah, obviously you're blocking Mark. I take
3: Mark. the night shift, so he yeah. I take the night shift, so he wakes up with Jaden for the seven a.m.
0: Yeah, if you if you stay up until three or four a.m., it counts as you're waking up earlier. <laughs> we'll uh, call that a tie. Yeah. Well, I guess before Jaden, who went to bed later? May. Mark. Who spends more time getting ready to go out? Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was gonna. I knew it. Was gonna
1: Actually, be- I don't. I. I don't I don't agree, but I'll go with me then I guess. No,
3: okay. Let's say I take more time to do my hair and makeup. Mark takes more time on the outfit.
0: Of course. He, he probably
3: it five times.
0: He probably change, he has like 10 kids shirts he puts on. Does it twirl in the mirror?
3: <laughs> Ask me which hat looks best at the shirt like 10 times.
0: <laughs> of course. The answer is always none of them. Yeah. Um who stays at the party longer or at the bar longer? Me, Mark. I'm questionable now. Mark.
3: Although pre-pregnancy, I was I was at the party always late with Mark. Yeah, she
1: left with me. <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> when Mark said, let's go. And where do you two think you'll be when you're 80, 80 years old? Where do you think you'll live?
1: Um, so we actually uh, recently uh, bought a house together Congrats, um, thank you. Um, we're moving to uh, North Jersey in the summertime. Um, so I don't know where we'll be in eighty years. Well, hopefully it's not defined on location. Hopefully it's defined on like you know we're at a you know a dinner table somewhere with our two and or three kids and and their kids right? and grandchildren, uh, yep, and, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the family dynamic is a, something that um is very like in within our, our being. Mm -hmm. So, you know, being able to be close to my parents and that's where we'll be for this, but, you know, being able to go see your parents in Virginia and Florida and Mm -hmm. and her her siblings, wherever they end up. um, That's, that's, that's where I want to be in 80 years, not necessarily defined based on,
0: geographic location right well
3: in, in 80 years i i don't want to be on this earth yeah yeah, <laughs> in 80 years.
0: yeah mark i don't know if you're gonna to live to 110 <laughs> years no when so you're 80 I'm years 80 years old, years old. Oh, well,
1: living to one t- i have a i have a i have a great aunt who's 103 so living to 110 is
0: wow so it's it's in your genes it's in your blood yeah um but you know at
3: 80 years old mark And I have talked about my family has a place in Florida um, and Mm -hmm. it's such a dream to be able to go down there. Um, It feels like, you know, adult summer camp slash uh, just, you know, summer all the time, which is such a treat. So ideally at 80 years old, I'd love to be able to have that life.
0: Amazing. Amazing. All right. So that concludes episode number 10. Any final Bits of advice or anything you guys want to sign off on?
1: Um, I know I interwove advice throughout the conversation, although something we talk about all the time is that we're not big fans of unsolicited advice. So I don't have any more advice to give, especially because it's unsolicited.
3: I'll yeah. just say something. It's solicited. He asked for it. Yeah, so yeah, true. <laughs> um, so something my grandmother said is always find someone who's going to laugh with you for the rest of your life. Mm. and that was you know the best advice because mm-hmm. he always keeps me laughing and smiling and right you know even through the tough times like if we're in a fight he will make a comment and I'll start hysterical laughing and it like breaks the awkwardness
0: right right it, it it kind of like diffuses everything and yeah it makes you realize that you two love each other more than whatever you're fighting about
2: Exactly. You know? exactly,
0: And Mark, yeah, Mark is good at not listening and just thinking about our joke. He wants to crack,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but exactly. anyways, that is, that is great. Um, it was lovely and a pleasure having both of you and Jaden, of course. So thank you to you two for coming on the podcast. I really enjoyed the conversation. I learned a lot myself um, and I can't wait to share this on Spotify and have everyone else listen, especially your mom. Yeah, thank you very much for having us. I, Thanks I really for appreciate having
3: it. us. Of course, of course.
0: And I'll see both of you soon. And Jaden, maybe I'll interview you in twenty some odd years when you have a girl and you get married. Uh, okay. Yeah, he's okay. like, I don't I don't want anything to do with a girl now. He's <laughs> 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 about my mom. All right. See you later, you two.